This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But speaking of getting going, I press record. So oh, all right. We're, we're starting. We're starting. <laughs> uh, do you want to? You want to get us in here? No. Uh, <laughs> what are you getting us in? This is the second season. Where have you been? I'm weak. Well, hello everyone, and welcome <laughs> back to another episode yeah. of. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so weak. Okay, I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And today we're going to be talking about chapter three of More Than Enough, Brown Girl Bosses. Or boss, sorry. I looked at the... I, I looked at the both of us and was like two bosses, but this oh, is it's boss. just boss. Okay, yeah, brown girl boss. Period. Period. <laughs> well, Samara, this is your part. You want to do it? This next one. Yes, I'll take it from the top. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, always the present you are constructing. It should be the future that you want. Alice Walker, the temple of my familiar. Oh. I liked this one. I thought that was such a good point. Like, you know, I feel like we as women especially love to plan out our futures. Mm. So, you know, I think that... <laughs> At me next time. <laughs> oftentimes... <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I'm adding myself too, girl. But like, oftentimes everything sounds so... Like, we have all these high hopes and like, we, we talk a big game and all these things but then you kind of get to the age where you know like we're saying at like 13 oh I'm gonna be married by 26 or something like that mm -hmm. and yeah. it's like you get there and it's like you know I really didn't know what all went into get like getting married <laughs> and I don't think I'm gonna be there at 26 like I thought right like I was one of those people and I'm like hmm but having a man is the first step and I don't have that so <laughs> it's like one plus one equals way of it's not we're not gonna make it nope nope so, so I thought it was really smart to like you know you should be creating the future that you want especially because we're there like we're 23 we're in we're, our, like things are happening <laughs> yeah like we're basically 24 at this point time is passing girl like it's something that i think about all the time it's like we're about to be in our mid-20s and it really scares me because i feel like i should be checking boxes the anxiety is creeping in and i'm like wait a second <laughs> wait like i want to go back to being 16 when i had like 10 20 years like you know everything's just really 
approaching, I guess. It's is where I've been. So I thought this I thought this quote was a good a good reminder. Right. And you know, I get like that too, but again, that's what your friends are here for because I feel like we've had this conversation multiple times off the air where you're like, "Oh my god, I got to do this, 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 and I want to be in California and I want to do." And I'm like, "Okay, but what have you done right now? What are you helping me get there?" Right. Right. It's not like a jump up and go. That's not how things work. It's not. And I'm I'm, you know, hearing you say that <laughs> I'm sure it's a huge relief to you because yes, <laughs> my ass was trying to just jump up and go like every six months after every mental breakdown. Wait a second. I think I got to move to New York City all of a sudden. Like I have no type of savings, no plan, no job. You were always like, OK, but but what about this? But but what about that? And I'm just like, you know what? I'm a figure it out. Right. right. And I was like, go for it. But just remember, like, (laughs) just remember that, like, no, just don't do it. It's just like that. No heart. The note with the heart. Yes. Yes. It's exactly. I wish it was around during all of those times where you tried to convince (laughs) me that was a good idea to pack up your life and go to New York. And for some people that is like they can do that. Like some people with savings. Right. <laughs> and a plan. <laughs> but you didn't even have a plug. <laughs> I didn't even have a plug, girl. It was just, it was just like, a, it was running on God. It was running for my problems. Like, I didn't realize it, but, you know, now, yeah. now I guess I've kind of, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we're yeah. learning every day. Growth is a real, real thing. <laughs> People change. It is, no, for, for real, because I've seen, like, I like I've literally watched you like oh. from all these transformations and it's just like it's like one of like that TikTok it's like wow like yeah like uh it's it's awesome though it's great oh my glad, god glad to be here brown girl bosses okay is is yes first step of being a boss is to hype your sisters around you up we gotta be there for each other for real, because I mean, if you don't got your sisters, who do you have? Wow, I mean, you you said it. That right. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you said it. <laughs> right there, like it was said, but unsaid. But now it's said. Now it's all out in the open. Right, right. Um, but I really enjoyed this chapter uh, because we start to read about Elaine's like molding. I feel into who little beknownst to her she would someday come to be um and you know it starts off with her childhood friend and their beauty salon which is it's like such a cute story and like I feel like the story for a lot of people yes Um, young entrepreneurs right and like those friends whose family becomes like your family pretty much um and it just reminded me of like your partner in crime as a child like who was your partner in child as partner in crime as a child and I remember like until this day is still my partner in crime my cousin Jasmine like we basically Mm. grew up together like we talk every single day um if it's a phone call or a text like we we've been in communication Um, (laughs) (laughs) you said we're talking right and it's just like 
that like that early on support that you have and like building those connections with people around you Mm -hmm. Um, so did you have anybody like that do you feel I feel like like currently I guess I feel like my brother is that person for me which I don't know if that's a cop-out because he's literally my brother but I mean mine's my cousin so okay period yeah like Daniel and me I feel like we kind of drifted when we were in our teenager, teenage years or whatever, because we were just like focused on our friends and like whatever. But um, throughout my childhood, he was just my best friend. Like, you know, we just experienced the same, I mean, unfortunately the same trauma. So like, we just we just like knew we had each other's backs at all times and you know time and time again he's proven to me that he has my back and I've proven that I have his and like you know yeah no I feel that I feel that with my cousin too like we went through pretty much the same traumas growing up so it's like can relate like extremely like literally relatable like yes like we we, (laughs) it is relatable because girl same (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then, but really she goes, she talks about the days before social media and like throwback. Oh my goodness. Cause I remember like social media, like when we were younger, wasn't oh my a thing God. yet. Yeah. I remember taking backwards selfies on my camera. Yeah. Like iPhone. With an iPhone. To Facebook and shit. Yeah. Lying about my age to make a <laughs> Facebook account. All these things that I did. Like, before I mean I guess texting was a thing yeah it was a thing like sending the the little greater than sign with a three and that's a heart and like all those <laughs> little things but I feel like you know she was talking about you know their their beauty shop that they opened up and all of that good stuff and like oh we didn't have social media and the internet and, da, da, da. and I was like man what a time for like imagination yes and like socials because they are such a distraction I feel like you just I don't know how to explain it because I tell my sisters this all the time like she like I see like like Elaine's dad saw in her like that she was a writer and good at writing I see in my sister like she's such the little actress and like just like dramatic person like in a good way when it comes to her acting Mm -hmm. and like she's so intellectual and like all these other things that like I see in her and I'm like oh my gosh like you could conquer the world with this right now if you wanted mm-hmm. to right I feel like as a sister as an older sister as a like just as someone who's older like um you can almost foster those things when you see them mm-hmm. if you're in their lives enough to do that and I think that's so so cool because they are the future you know I can start singing but uh. (laughs) no but like I have to remind her because she just lives on TikTok all day for the most time and I'm like all these people you see on TikTok TikTok like you could become one of them if you wanted to easily easily no yeah be better actually like have actually like good content and not just you know dancing in front of your camera and getting like millions of likes I mean no shade no tea but yeah no shade no tea um TikTok's not for me I think I'm just (laughs) too old (laughs) I don't know but like I cannot take their faces the people on TikTok that 
like you have to keep people inter- interested, you know, in those mm-hmm. like twenties, whatever, how many seconds that you have, and like it's just the way that girls try to be provocative like young girls to like you know be pushed up on the for you page and stuff it really freaks me out and i don't know yeah like these kids who have social media so young it's just i don't i don't i don't know if it's the most healthy thing for your young mind when you're growing up and like trying to learn about yourself to be like you're saying so plugged into your phone and you can totally like not have a personality I feel like and not you know become someone because you're just watching everyone else right exactly and that's pretty much what I'm trying to prevent happening for her because it's like I I see herself putting like getting down on things like oh my gosh like I'm not this I'm not this that I see on TikTok or any other social media and I'm like but you are and so much more you just can't see it because this is blinding you and distracting you from it so like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be that constant reminder fostering those things that I see um because like now like she's made like this newest thing in the last week or month or so she's made these like characters and she's like scary good at these characters that Mm -hmm. she's made like and one of them's a karen and when i tell you it's the most hilarious thing ever it's like we have to tell her all the time like you're actually a little bit too good at this wow (laughs) but it's so funny yeah (laughs) and i'm like oh my gosh we need to get you like when we're out of a panoramic a pangea we need to get you in front of somebody's like acting school or like something because like if somebody could foster this raw talent that you have like yes even like a community theater or something could yeah yeah just something drama related i being in that community i feel like is super super good yeah for For sure creative person that's awesome yeah, so stay tuned, my little actress over here. I told her when she makes it big, I get 10%, so. Oh, you're her agent now. Okay. Period. Go Period. out, Chris Jenner. <laughs> oh, man. Keep pretty it much, in the yeah. family. <laughs> um, but there, sorry if I'm, like, running over things. Like, stop me if you no, need to. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Um, but if you're following along with us, I have made it to page 26. And there was this line where she's talking about power when she was younger. And I'm going to read that little section. She says, back then, that was what power was all about. Faking it until you have enough to actually make your own rules. Wow. That's a big mood. That's such it is a big a mood. mood. I feel like it is. when you're old enough to kind of know what you want, but you're stuck under your parents' roof... And there's that weird internal conflict because it's like, you know, I, I've i never lived anywhere else. You know, I've never done anything, but I'm starting to find who I am. And, you know, obviously this life you created for yourself, I need to go create my own. And that weird, that's what this, that's what that quote is giving me. Yeah. And like for me personally, I was like, dang, I feel like I do this every day at work. Like because I'm new I'm still learning things but I'm still like have to present myself at the top of my game wow that's so real and like on the inside you feel like oh my gosh I know nothing I know nothing (laughs) right I totally understand that one and it's just I I 
I really try, and I feel like experience is helpful with this because I know I'm a fast learner just because I've been in many jobs before and like I've never had a issue with those things, like learning on the job. Right, right. You know, I can like pick Same. things up or whatever. But yeah. these like, I guess it's like a higher level like type of learning where it's more, you know, it takes time and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you really you do have to fake it till you make it but also I think that really it's just the more you do it the more that you're gonna understand it and you just again it's like you can't expect to like snap your fingers and like be there you know Mm -hmm. no for sure because that's exactly what it was at my job like because next month in February I'll have been there for a year which is like crazy to think about the time Um, be flying I do, especially in a, oh, what was it that somebody said the other day instead of a pandemic? Oh my gosh, it was so funny. But anyway, <laughs> a pandemic until I can think of the word. Okay. Oh, it was like a paranormal or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> time flies in a paranormal. And like looking back a year from now starting my job if I would have told like looking at all the things that I know how to do now and like feel comfortable with like when I first started I was like this is going to take me forever to learn I'm never gonna get it oh my gosh I might lose my job let me start putting my resume <laughs> into other places now like get it ready. <laughs> yeah, you were like, doomsday prepping over there <laughs> I was, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, but I have the best team in the world because every time I like started thinking like that, they were like, no, like you can do this. Like, this is how everyone feels starting this job. Like mm-hmm. you're going to learn as you go and you're going to learn so much. You're not even going to realize you're learning it. And like, it's so true. And like, even though I still have so much to learn and like, you know, so much further to go like the place where I'm at right now like everyone tells me they're like you know you're way further than like a lot of people were um and you really are picking up on these things and I think like affirmations like that like not even from just your colleagues but from your friends or from family members like we talk about it all the time but it's it has so much importance into it oh my gosh I'm such an affirmations um person (laughs) no but like I I love a good affirmation and I feel like I got that at my last job, but not at this job. And so again, experience because I'm like, okay, I don't need that. I can just Mm -hmm. feel that within myself and like have the confidence and, you know, but I also think that being a, I don't want to take it there, but like, I feel like being a black woman, I, I, I feel that I have to almost get there quicker to prove myself and almost the weird thing is like I don't want to be a burden to my team and it's like I'm brand new it's and the thing is I've been there almost six months now which is freaking me out (laughs) oh my gosh I can't like that Woo! all right keep going like again time flies so I totally totally see what you mean but I don't know you know we just like she said fake it till you make it Yep. And actually, in the last book I read, which was um, The Defining Decade, check it out on our Read With Us part of our website. Yes, yes. You have a lovely review up there. I do. My first one, in fact. (laughs) 
Uh, more to come more to come stay tuned 2021 (laughs) yes yes let's do it um it said that it takes 10,000 hours to master a job and I was like wow you put it in perspective the way I'm feeling right now I've I don't know how many hours I've been there but definitely not 10,000 you know I think they yeah they like gave me a year amount but it was like several years and so seeing that like in plain text written by you know a PhD in her field a psychologist psychiatrist um someone who regularly talks to 20 somethings who are in our same position feeling the same way feeling like they're imposters dealing with like you know, we're, we're literally stepping into the workplace for the first time. And of course, yeah. there are some, well, not for the first time, but you know what I mean. Like big corporate up. America is yes. different. And, you know, I just feel like you always, you, you feel internally as a young person, just that you have to be on your A game. Yeah. And, you know, for things like that, again, it's really important to surround yourself with like-minded individuals, people going through those same things. So you don't feel that imposter imposter syndrome so much or feel so alone. So it's, I'm about to shout out one of both of our, I know, really favorite podcasts that we enjoy listening to, Kind of Adulting. Like that's their whole platforms. There are 20 somethings going through all of these things that we're all going through post-college and starting your first jobs and paying bills and being an adult yeah all these terrible terrible things (laughs) right but are still great things at the end of the day um so definitely go check them out if you're feeling these types of way and feel like you need some type of community support um you know that we're here for you all also talk to us in the facebook group (laughs) we'd love we'd love to have a conversation about it we have a collab with kind of adulting don't we we do, and it's coming soon. I don't know if it'll be here by the time this episode drops, but be on the lookout. All right. Honestly, I was asking for myself. I was like, is it out? <laughs> she was like, um. <laughs> did but... we? Was that <laughs> no, on God. I was like, oh, I haven't listened to it. I'm weak. I'm weak. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll keep you posted. Heard. Love that. Love our partnership. Yes, our partnership is everything. So past 26, uh, she talks about, you know, her collages that she likes to make. And like this whole section was when I was like, oh, this is like her like becoming right now, like learning about journalism and Mm. all of these different things and watching all of these interviews and all of like literally like just all the things that like now you're like oh that makes sense yeah Um, it all definitely puzzle pieces into exactly what her career ended up being it's crazy right which I feel like is important to disclaimer like obviously that doesn't happen for everyone I was about to say that because (laughs) it was so perfectly aligned I was like wow see this is why I could never write a book because my life doesn't pan (laughs) out like things you know I don't even have stories my memory is so terrible uh blame it on the trauma it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know but anyway that's something I think about when I read um <laughs> like Book becoming yeah. yes and all these things I'm like wow <laughs> okay <laughs> 
Good for y'all. No, but something that I've had to start reminding my own self is like, this is your story. Like, this is your origin <laughs> story. It may not look like these other origin stories, but this one's yours. Girl, it's like, I'm not Michelle Obama. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> that's I am, not, and that's I okay. Up. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, totally. Okay. Yeah, that was the disclaimer. <laughs> but she talked about role models, which I was like, all right, getting on board again. I love uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I thought about like, yeah, I had to really think, I was like, who are my role models growing up? And mm-hmm. my role models growing up, obviously, number one, Beyonce. Mm. Wow. Like, because she was I remember- not my role model growing up, but like she should have been. I feel like to say she should have been it's like maybe not because maybe that's why she's not oh (laughs) (laughs) damn okay (laughs) like like sorry to Beyonce like in the sense of like you know like oh like that should have been like "Mm, no let's let's you know let's reevaluate what's your story like you know wow let's just bring it back to yourself love it love it yeah like just because it was mine doesn't mean it had to be yours okay I heard heard that But specifically, like, I really didn't know who Beyonce was, like, as a person until I got older. Mm-hmm. But it was her music that inspired me and, like, fueled me and, like, made me fall in love with her before I even knew who she was as a person, which, like, just put it over the edge. Right. And that's, like, celebrity role model person because Elaine talks about, like, Oprah Winfrey and all these other, you know, top interviewers that she got to watch and Ebony, people in Ebony Magazine, all these great influences. And then I thought about, like, well, who's my, like, real, like, real life people that I watched, like, growing up around me? Mm-hmm. And I would have to say, like, my grandmother was one of my big influencers because she was just, ugh, she was just this awesome person who would, like, do anything for anyone anyone like the sweetest lady and who like she she just really took care of me and became like a second mom Mm -hmm. um so like she was one of my role models and then like obviously td like i was like oh yeah because she lives her life like Mm -hmm. no rule book like let's just live like let's just do let's just do all the things and again such like the nicest person you'll ever meet and so those were my role models so i wanted to hear like who are your role models Well, you know, it's funny you asked. I wrote it down. (laughs) I was inspired. I was like, who are my real life role models? Because I know she said seeing her friend's mom really inspired her, like seeing someone with her skin color, which I feel like we didn't have as many people like in blatant sight to look at you. Um, So, like, I think that my grandmother, again, with the grandma, um, she was someone who I just felt like she was so regal almost, Mm. but also like the kindest and like most selfless and beautiful person in my life. So that was someone that, you know, I mean, to this day, like she is the epitome of womanhood to me and the way that her and my grandfather's marriage was and like they just you know the old school love and the way they really were ride or dies and just the way she's she's been through so many things and she's just dope so she is someone that was 
a big role model for me, probably my OG role model. Mm-hmm. And then I think that my aunt who came and lived with us when I was, I guess I was like six. She lived with us for like two or three years. So like from ages six to nine or so. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's youngest sister came and like lived with us because she was going to school in our city. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool because she was always around, always there, but was more like young and like hip, I guess you could say, than my mom. And she would babysit us and me and my brother. And like, she just was, I had never seen someone. I guess be a role model in such a like I felt like I could be her one day like she was so relatable yeah and yeah those are my I feel like my two female role models in my life I love that and you know Elaine also talks about her aunt I love we're on like the auntie vibes and yes. <laughs> hey, wait, hold up. Can I shout out my other aunt, though? <laughs> yes, we're on an auntie train. I'm so sorry, but I have to. Like, my other aunt, my mom's sister, Sophie, mm-hmm. is just like. I've heard of Sophie. Yeah, Sophie's like the best. She's literally. Um, um, she's another Leo. She is someone that. She's my mom's younger sister, but she's just way cooler than my mom will ever be. <laughs> I love Susie so much, but... <laughs> this, is a, this is a Susie Stan podcast. It's a Susie Stan podcast. Like, no shade, but the tea is, like, Sophie's, like, super cool, and she, like, just was... She's very tall, but, like, always wore heels, and I thought that was so dope, like she made herself bigger in a world that was telling her you know be like somebody's wife and be small and like all these things like she always had her like career going for her and just was I guess kind of more of what I would in my head was like the modern woman because my mom was like a stay-at-home mom and like you know yeah. Like, I feel like we were her lives, but I felt like Sophie had, like, other things that she was, like, caring about into, like, which I thought was really inspiring, you know, because that's yeah. the type of person that I want to be. And that's I why don't, she's a role model for you. I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel like I'll be, like, just, I don't feel like I'll be satisfied being a mom. Like, I feel like I'll always want to have my career and, you know, things like that on my own types mm-hmm. of things but uh yeah I can't forget about her yeah for sure and that's kind of like Elaine's aunt um who had her hair salon and Elaine would be there like on the weekends and um, it definitely gave me flashbacks to having to go to the hair salon on an early on a Saturday morning pretty much being there all day I feel oh my goodness I feel like a lot of black girls can relate because hours 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 like the whole day pretty much yeah Um, 
but also seeing all these other beautiful women in the salon and listening in on these conversations that we were probably too young to be listening in on mm-hmm. um but i feel like that like that's such a, a cultural thing for us i feel and that like something that all of us can kind of relate to growing up and it just kind of i don't know it just it just you learn uh, like just absorbing all that energy it's Yes. It's especially as a kid, I feel like being in an adult type of setting and being able to just fly under the radar, like no one telling you, oh, go to the kids' table or like whatever, whatever. Like when you're exposed to especially women that you are looking up to and think are kind of cool, like right. of course you're sitting there like just soaking it in. Mm-hmm. And it, and kind of like Elaine was saying, like for me, like this was one of the very few opportunities I got to see all these wonderful, beautiful, intelligent black women in one setting, mm-hmm. um, and just like being themselves and like soaking all of that in, like you were saying earlier. So it's definitely an experience. Yes, girl, I've literally missed dances getting my hair done. I've really, up hours late just from doing that. Sh- doing that (laughs) like oh my gosh but you know that's also because i'm not a planner yeah there you go there it is when you there it is it's just like (laughs) don't work looking for an age-appropriate gift for a teen or tween that incorporates reading with beauty Beauty in a Book Box is a quarterly subscription box company for tweens, teens, and adults. Each box is professionally curated by an educator, nurse, and cosmetologist. All boxes include accessories and beauty products. Established in 2019, their purpose is to align literacy and personal care. Beauty items can range from makeup, skincare, to hair products. They offer book options for the teen and adult box. One-time gift options can also be found on their website. Use our code BAABB16 for 10% off your first box. But this next, so going into page 30, following along with us, um, is really when she starts to talk about affirmations and feeling seen. Um, This is kind of where she picks up where her dad discovered her writing ability and, you know, her favorite subjects switch from math to English. And she starts to talk about her dad specifically more. Like we've heard about her mom and like how awesome her mom is. And now we're kind of getting into like, okay, who's Elaine's dad? Like we've gotten nibbles of it, but like, who is he? You're so right. And I feel like during this whole book, it's like da 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 da, and then it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was not ready. I wasn't either, but I I could I could see where it was going. Mm-hmm. But she talks about how her dad was a lead carpenter and he was the breadwinner for the family and that was like for a really long time and then all of a sudden he gets this back injury and he kind of becomes more of like stay-at-home dad vibes Mm -hmm. and oh my goodness and I put this in my notes in all caps but she talks about how it's hard for her to be woken and I feel like when you read this you already knew I was gonna talk about it (laughs) I mean relatable content (laughs) I put in my book it says relatable (laughs) y'all it is 
nearly impossible no, to get. Let me let me read this sentence, okay? <laughs> so they can understand if they're not reading along with us. It says, I could sleep through an earthquake, a volcanic eruption, possibly even the end of the world. I've damn near lost roommates, boyfriends, and jobs over my body's inexplicable disregard for alarm clocks. And on God, like, same, girl. And a lot like, of can attest. This is the definition of Samra Dewey Michael. I I just was like, Elaine, we are the same in this moment. <laughs> because I got flashbacks to when we thought you were dead in college, freshman year. When yeah. we came, we I don't even know where we were going. Because at the, at the end of the day, it didn't even matter anymore. Because we were like, what the heck? We know she's in there. We heard your alarm going off. We heard our <laughs> phone calls coming through. We are banging on the door for oh like 30 minutes straight. And then here you come to the door. Hey, y'all, what's going on? Bro, bro. Just like so chill. Lights out, pretty sure. I was in a deep slumber. Deep. I don't I don't know, but when I tell you those after class naps in college just hit <laughs> different. It got to the point freshman year where I could fall asleep on the spot. It was crazy. Like no, I've never I... been like that in my life, but I was able I was just that exhausted because we were going out every weekend and like Thursday nights were it. They were it and Friday and Saturday. <laughs> and and I was trying I was I had a job, I had a part-time job, and I had school, and I just could not manage all of it. And so I would just I would sleep hard and that's not my fault, okay? Period. <laughs> she said, before you cover me even more, let me just let me give some backstory real quick. Yeah, I just want y'all to know why I was sleeping so hard, but but it's true, like to this day. But I was about to say, but to this day. I was literally late to work today and I work from home. Tamra. Yeah. Ow. Girl, because I was high asleep. <laughs> what? what time? What time did you get to work? Or should I say log in? <laughs> I logged in like, okay, I'm supposed to be there at 8.30, right? I logged mm-hmm. in at like 8.50, 8.45 maybe. Okay, that's not terrible because- It wasn't too bad. Back in the day, it was like you had to be there at 8 and you got there at like 10.30. No, but I've lost jobs, y'all. Like, well, just <laughs> uno job, just one. Just one. But no, you're you're not wrong. And I think that I've definitely improved since yes. then. Yeah. Yeah. The growth sure. is real. <laughs> it is. But this next line when she says, to this day, I embarrassed to admit that I still deeply struggle with get your ass up syndrome. And I was like, that's it. That's it. That's what Samra has. Get your ass up syndrome. <laughs> I was like, we finally put it together. <laughs> Yeah, well, my dad was not as loving as Elaine's dad. The way he sweetly, what did he do? What did he? He do? he like had a little jingle, a little song. He, that he sang, sang to her. My girl, I my dad has never sang. <laughs> <laughs> Period. End of sentence. Like at all. <laughs> at all. I'm weak. I don't know if I've ever heard my dad sing. He read, he did used to like when I, when I lived with my mom and he would call me at night, he did read me a bedtime story and I'd fall asleep. So that was, oh, that's so sweet. It is. It is. I love to see it. 
All right. Well, you know, everyone's parents are different. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they all have their different strengths and weaknesses. Period. But anywho. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> Sleepy girl. But yes, her dad would like sweetly wake her up. And you know, she always starts, she always starts off like la 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 la. And then boom. <laughs> yes. So the boom comes in. When she says, like, sometimes back in elementary school, her and her brother would stand under the the flagpole for hours, like, waiting for their dad to pick them up. And that was, like, relatable content because that was me after school before my mom, like, put me in daycare. Like, I would have to just stand there waiting or, like, if I had an extracurricular and had to stay after school, like always the last one to leave so I was like feel that I remember that too you know not all the time but like when it happened it happened and I was just like you know and the teachers come up and right are you okay is someone coming Mm -hmm. you know I don't I don't know if our listeners have ever experienced that but it's like making it a situation like even more awkward and embarrassing (laughs) yes (laughs) it's like uh you can go if you want. Like, I don't right, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's like, I know you're trying to get home too. <laughs> right, right. It's like, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Ah. But it, um, it, it, you know what I mean? It's like, but it is. It's my parent. It <laughs> it's like, right. But give my mom the benefit of the doubt. She was a single mom of three at the time. So working mom too. So. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have made it on time. Yeah. Like I was always like, home. sorry. The- the first one there, last one to leave. But anywho, she talks about, you know, how she was worried about, like, you, you know, you start thinking of all the things that could be wrong and why they're not there yet. And then, you know, she said eventually he'd pull up, da 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 And he's like, sorry that I'm late. Uh, he laid down for a nap and he just, like, completely passed out. But then she says it was around this time that we learned to detect the faint scent of Coors beer on his mouth. And I was like, oh, no, not an alcoholic. Yay to see it. I know. I know. I feel like we everyone has an alcoholic in their family. Like, it's such a common disease. Mm-hmm. But it really... Or, like, know someone. Or know someone, for sure. Totally. And it's just... Addiction is such... It's such hard. A, it's such a hard thing. It never goes away. It never goes away. It can, like, completely take over your life. But I feel like there's so many stories of, like, coming through those addictions <laughs> and, like, seeing the other side. So it's, yes, like... Yes. That's so true. Yeah. It's not, like, a... You know... Growth is possible. I keep saying that on this podcast, like this episode, but it really is the truth. Um, But the bad thing is that in moments of weakness, that addiction can kind of come creeping back up. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just saying that, um, that his brother passed and that is why that's kind of around the time when he started drinking again. I w- first off, I was gonna say that the thing about addiction is that it can creep up in your moments of weakness, and that's a lot of the times when we turn to, you know, the things that make us feel better in the moment. Um, yeah, like self medicating, basically. Yes, exactly. Um, and I also really liked the way that she's talked about her demon, or she talked about his demons 
as lesser angels and I I I kind of I mean I don't know I'm kind of going back and forth because I feel like that frames it in a more positive light mm-hmm. and frames it kind of in a way where maybe everything is happening for us potentially mm-hmm. you know if we do learn to live with those you know demons or lesser angels because I don't know I feel yeah, like they don't go away you, yeah it's all how it, it's all about how you choose to frame it yeah yeah like that's a big part of it exactly so I thought that was kind of cool mm-hmm but then like it kind of it kind of comes full circle because she's like it was one reason I insisted on spending so much time at Claudia's house and why I filled up my after school schedule with extracurricular activities. I never questioned how much I meant to him and I knew that he would do anything in his power to protect me and my brother. The problem was kind of what you were saying the problem was that he seemed powerless over his own demons or lesser angels as my mom would say. Mm. And you know I personally would relate to that because as we continue reading on on page 33, it reminded me of my own personal trauma because, you know, should we like go ahead and um, warn everyone that, I mean, I guess we probably should have said something like a little, like maybe a page or two ago, but I feel like this chapter is triggering if you have any trauma with um, someone in your family or just someone in your life who struggles with alcoholism and or addiction in general addiction in general um, yeah so this is this is definitely like if you have some type of trauma in your life this is your trigger warning for talking about that um, might bring up some old memories so just you know Maybe you need to skip over this last, this next, these next few minutes. Totally fine. Um, do what you need to do. But she talks about this moment where she can tell her dad is like drunk and has been drinking, and he has to drive her to gymnastics practice. And he has a check that he's supposed to give the gymnastics teacher that's like soggy, like beer soaked. And she's just so embarrassed and tries to keep this brave face. Like once they get there, and like everybody's kind of looking, and she's like, "Ah ha ha, everything's fine." And she was already pushing herself to be the best because she was one of the only, you know, black children at that gym. And then so after this situation, she pushed herself even harder. And this ne- this one paragraph that really struck me, she was saying, looking back, I can see how all of those early impulses to strive for perfection from my photo album to the backyard business were, at least in part, a reaction to the things I could not control in my world, like my dad's drinking. That early inclination to overcompensate, to distract from my family's shortcomings, drove me to overtrieve at anything I took on because, the way I saw it, I couldn't control my dad's behavior, but at least I could control my own. And 
that that was me like that's i so powerful yeah like it was literally like she was talking to me because that's exactly what i did with my trauma i feel mm-hmm. without noticing i filled it with extracurriculars at school i threw myself into schoolwork and getting the best grades and being the best at certain things and trying to find any and all distractions until i finally said enough mm-hmm. like I put my own self in my place looking like, look what you're doing to try to distract yourself from this. Deal with it or else, you know, you're never going to get better. Wow. In your own way, you were pulling a Samra and flying to New York or trying to. Ooh, yes, Ams. Call me out. You were running from something. I was. I was definitely running until I stopped. And it was the moment when I stopped when reality really set in for me. And, you know, there were a lot of events that happened after that that kind of molded me into the person that I am today. A lot of experiences that, you know, at first I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is horrible. I can't believe this is happening to me. Mm. But now I'm like, I'm in a sense kind of weirdly glad that it did happen, like as hard and as like as much as I've struggled with it and you know I'm in therapy for it it's like if those things if those events would have never happened I wouldn't be where I am today no yeah totally totally and you know parenting parents are human and that's something I guess you don't realize till you're a little older um but (laughs) There are moments when you as a child or you don't want them to be human. You want them to be like superhuman and, you know, mm-hmm. they're your parent and they're supposed to do this and that. And like, I know that I struggled with certain things that I felt like my mom should do or like my dad should do. And that made me feel like they were doing something less than, you know, like compared to another parent or whatever. But really, like, they were dealing with their own things. And, like, it just so happened that we're living life together as a family. And, like, we're all dealing with each other's kind of, like, baggage. And their baggage ends up becoming your baggage. And working through that is something that, you know, I'm still doing. But, and I guess we're all doing, but we're all getting better. And, you know, moving forward, it's just like, it's an uphill battle. It really is. It is. Um, And it, and then like, in my case, it makes it especially more difficult when you're doing everything in your power to do better and to move on and to grow and you know maybe your parent is not and they're still stuck in that situation or their own past traumas that they haven't dealt with right because you know we're in the age where like therapy is like you know it's normal like oh you go to therapy cool that's awesome give me the number of your therapist i'm looking for one and in our parents generation that wasn't the norm so for those parents who like still live in those kind of thoughts like oh everything's fine da 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 and you're like no it's not mm-hmm. it's it's hard yeah and but i think you have to remember your own growth is really important not only for you but you know for your future life your future family your future in general so yeah that was whew, that was i was like in this in this in this moment i needed a trigger warning because i was not ready 
Yeah, this chapter really turned on us. We it really did. I could I didn't see where it was going, but once we got there, I was like, whoo. Yeah, I it it <laughs> like she says, it I've learned to love who I am, even if certain parts were forged by fire. And so that fire is like what you were saying, you wouldn't be the person that you are today. And Exactly. So much of this stuff that we've been through, I think it's taught us a lot <laughs> but also we have learned empathy and i feel like empathy is probably the one of the most important lessons that a human can learn and just being able to step into someone else's shoes um is something that you learn i think in moments that are i don't know hellish fire fire induced (laughs) yes 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 absolutely hey sams hey lana remember how we said i totally have a radio ad voice a showman you know that will come in handy now that we're looking for sponsors to be featured on the show you heard it here first we are now looking for sponsors for the show Want to have your ad featured on one of our episodes? Check out our sponsorship deck on our website or send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. And to wrap this chapter and this episode up, unless Sam or you had anything else to say after I say this, but I just wanted to read on page 34, which is basically the last page of this chapter, the last couple paragraphs, and I'm going to read them in their entirety because I feel like I can't just pick certain sentences, so bear with me. Okay, it's good. (laughs) She says, when I look back, I see a little girl running, pushing, working creatively to compensate for things that were beyond her control. For years, I felt like an imposter with a hidden flaw waiting to be found out. I worried that I might be stained too, just like that check in my dad's pocket. So I worked harder to deny failure and shame a place in my life. I learned to excel by not looking at it. I ran away when I needed to, full speed ahead. In the, far, in the fast lane, onward, into new people, new places. I often fell into the potholes of perfectionism. No matter what, I got back up and positioned myself in the light. But like a shadow, shame follows wherever you go until you make peace with it. Over time, I've learned to accept and even appreciate this part of my story. What I discovered is that my dad is beautifully flawed just like the rest of us and his struggles played an important role in making me who I am. And I've learned to love who I am, even if certain parts were forged by fire. Sometimes the things that hurt the most propel you the farthest. Oof. I mean, that is just, there's really nothing else to say. It's like, that's a wrap. That, that's, that's it. <laughs> it yeah. Oof. Yeah. It, just, it definitely spoke. Me and my trauma said, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, we're here. This is this is why are you adding me? Remember me, old friend. <laughs> but I think again, as we've said time and time again in this episode and in general, but stories like these are important because they make you feel seen and they make you feel not alone. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Elaine. We're not even going to read the whole book yet, but thank you for sharing your story and how in-depth she's sharing her story is really important, I think, too, to just thank you. Thanks, Elaine. Honestly, yeah. we feel seen. We feel called out even yes and cannot wait to continue reading the rest 
I know. I'm excited to see where this trauma takes her. <laughs> right, because it's like, huh, I wonder if my where my trauma's taking me. Let's let's see what happened for someone else. Yes. Um I really love Elaine's story so far. I hope y'all also are enjoying us going through these chapters of more than enough. It's been it's been good so far. Yeah, I love it here. Let's keep it going. And we will, well, the first off, you know, I have to do all the things, even though they happen at the end of the episode. Anywho, but I have <laughs> all this episode. Write us on all the things. Send us things to all the things. Shewellread at gmail.com. Shewellreadqa at gmail.com. Our P.O. box. Message us anywhere. Like, just let's get connected. And until next time, this has been an episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube to stay in the loop of all things She Well Read. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to shewellreadqa at gmail.com. And for any business inquiries, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. And subscribe to us on any platform you listen to podcasts. We love you. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.